<laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is episode two, two, two. Uh, happy Monday. This is the podcast. If you're new, this is where we, uh, as young sellers, learn how to make more money, how to sell more, how to grow in our career, hone our craft, all of those good things. And, um, you know, this is where we learn. So, uh, one episode per week, we get a, a fellow millennial salesperson that we can learn from and help boost them up. Uh, and then otherwise, we get top CEOs and VPs to uh, tell us about their career path. So today is the former. We've got Katie Thomas, Enterprise AE at Salesforce. Before we get into her, let's do a quick shout out and, sh- and throw some love to the sponsors of this show. Number one, Gong.io. Uh, what can I say? I love it so much that I went to work there uh, as an AE. It is uh, the best sales invention uh, in the history of sales inventions. Um, It's irresponsible for a VP of sales or CRO not to have this for their organization. It's the number one revenue intelligence platform. If you want to learn more, head over to gong.io or you can just DM me on LinkedIn. I'm Tom Alamo at LinkedIn and I will connect you with the right person uh, over at Gong to help out. So check them out, show some love. The second sponsor that we have is Postal.io. Postal, uh, in a world where we're trying to, you know, scale things and grow things and automate, uh, Postal kind of takes the opposite approach for sending things to your customers and prospects and partners. Helps you to really personalize that, whether it's the brewery across town, the florist on your local corner. It helps you to uh, really personalize that outreach to them. So uh, they're doing a special thing. Anyone that goes to Apple Podcasts leaves a five-star review for this show. You DM that to me, that whole process right there, that'll take you 48 seconds. If you do that, the review, and you send it to me, I will give you a Starbucks gift card. Grab your cappuccino, your Americano, your coffee cake, one of those cake pops, whatever it is that you want, whatever your jam is, uh, you can go hook it up. So appreciate Postal. Uh, You can check them out at postal.io as well. So throw some love to our sponsors. Um, Let's get into this uh, this topic for today. Talk to Katie Thomas, uh, Enterprise AE in the high tech sector over at Salesforce. She's down in San Diego, uh, has a passive, uh, actually a, a return, what do they call that? Um, a boomerang from Salesforce, went over to Verkata and back to Salesforce, uh, formerly a D1 swimmer. So we talk about a lot of great topics. Uh, really excited to share this conversation with you. Again, if you like it, throw us some love uh, either on LinkedIn or uh, in the Apple podcast review situation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Katie Thomas. Let's go. All right, Katie Thomas, welcome to the Millennial Sales Podcast. How you doing? I'm great. How are you, Tom? I am doing well. Uh, it's what, uh, what'd you call it? Friday junior or uh, junior? Mini Friday, what, what, Friday, mini Friday junior. Yeah, exactly. My second favorite day of the week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Especially when it's uh, close to, well, maybe not for you at, at Salesforce, but for me, end of quarter. So it's, it's a crazy time. Yeah, I can imagine. That'll be me in about a month from now. Our, our Q1 ends in April. So yeah. <laughs> uh, do you like that? That it's, uh, you know, like that one month, over from like the normal calendar. I'm, I'm always curious about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. And I think that Salesforce does it right because, um, you know, really how most companies, how most organizations plan their, their fiscal year is on, is on the calendar, right? So, you know, from a Salesforce standpoint, we'll spend, you know, maybe the better part of a year planning for a project. 
Um, and then, you know, their budget will open up in January, which is when our fiscal year ends. So we're able to, to close a lot of deals that way. So um, the slightly offset alignment works out really well from a revenue standpoint for us. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've always, I've always kind of envied the people that just thinking that maybe they don't have those end of year deals, like on Christmas or on new year's, like maybe you can enjoy those holidays. That's always been kind of like a fantasy of mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why I like it. Actually, that's a great point. I don't have to spend Christmas day, you know, glued to my laptop or new year's Eve, you know, on phone calls, you know, can be out doing some, some fun stuff with friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so look, before we get to sales stuff, I always am, am interested in people's kind of backstories, how they get into sales. Like you are a D one athlete swimmer. Like, yeah. so I imagine maybe that you were like really competitive and, and got introduced to the world of sales, like that way from like the athlete side, is that, is that what happened? Um, in a sense, yeah. So um, my degree is actually in kinesiology and health sciences, which, okay. you know, is um, obviously very science focused. Um, and I really kind of fell in love with kinesiology and, you know, um, exercise science, whatever, however you want to call it, um, my senior year of, call, uh, of high school. Um, I really wanted to take anatomy and physiology. However, my high school didn't offer that, that course for some reason. So um, every day I'd go to the next closest school that offered that class. Um, and it ended up being my favorite class my entire you know, high school academic career. And it wasn't even at my school. And I, I had a really great teacher. And so um, she just made everything so interesting and so easy to learn. So um, that was really kind of how I started down that path. But you know, fast forward to you know, my sophomore, junior year of college, um, I kind of realized that I didn't, this is going to sound bad, but I didn't want to go to school anymore. I didn't yeah. want to go to med school anymore. I didn't want to go to PT school anymore. And, but I'm very money motivated. Um, in addition to swimming and schoolwork, I had a, I also was a swim coach in college and a nanny as well. So, um, you know, I found that the harder I worked, the more money I got, you know, the longer hours I worked, the more time I put in, you know, the bigger, you know, direct deposit was. And so I was like, Hmm, like, I wonder how, I wonder what I can start doing right after school. That's going to, you know, kind of give me that same effect on my bank account. Right. Yeah. And funny enough, I happened to be connected to a guy by the name of Kyle Feaster. He also works at Salesforce now. Um, he is a strategic B2B commerce account executive. Um, and so six years ago, I was introduced to him through, gosh, a mutual connection. And, you know, he's quite a bit older than I am. So he had already had a really well-established sales career at that point. And he really kind of guided me in terms of how to break into sales, made introductions for me, you know, when I was a senior in college. And um, I actually spent spring break my senior year of college. Um, I flew out from the East Coast uh, where I was in school at William & Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia to uh, do interviews in San Francisco instead because I was so motivated to have a essentially a job offer in my hand before I had my diploma in my hand. Um, of which my mom was very grateful for. She's like, yeah. don't come back home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I, that's what I did. And funny enough, I ended up not getting any of those jobs I interviewed for, but rather one that I did a remote interview for back in my apartment in college. So um, I started out as an SDR at a company called Inotas, which is now owned by a larger company called PlanView. Um, and then I kind of got pulled aside or tapped on the shoulder, I guess would be a better way to phrase it. Um, by a gentleman by the name of Ryan O'Neill, who was one of Kyle's mentors. And he said, hey, I'm going to work at a startup. 
Um, and Kyle said that you're a really great SDR. Um, do you, would you have any interest in being, you know, one of the first SDR BDRs at this startup, which um, was Scout RFP, which has now has since been acquired by Workday. Um, and I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to learn from you. He also had a Salesforce background. So I knew that I was going to get a really great, you know, sales education as they call it yeah. uh, from, from Ryan. And it kind of just went from there. Um, it really stuck. I never really felt compelled to try another role. Um, you know, of course the paychecks were very motivating to, to kind of keep me where I was at. And I was learning so much and I'm sure you could agree, you know, being in sales yourself, there are like so many aspects of, of one's life, you know, can, you can tie back to sales. Right. And, totally. You know, just conversationally convincing people to do things, not to do things, but trying to sell them on yeah. something, an idea or yourself. Um, and I really just kind of it opened up my eyes to a completely different line of work. Um, and I know that there is just so much room for growth in any sales organization for the most part. Right. You can become a manager. You can become, become a senior. AE, you can go enterprise. You can become a VP or director, whatever you have your eyes set on. So I really saw the limitless potential there. Um, and that's kind of what's kept me around as well. I love it. I love it. And you've had you know, great stints at, at, at Scout, at Salesforce, going to Verkata, now back to Salesforce. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'd love to hear like any, any tips. I think there's a lot of people listening that would say, like, man, I would like, I would kill to be a great sales rep at a great company, you know, like Salesforce, who I think a lot of people can look at as, as, you know, one of the gold standards for, uh, you know, for sales excellence. I mean, they kind of like created yeah. you know, software selling in a lot of respects. So I'd love to hear uh, any tips, any thoughts you have for other, you know, millennial sellers that you've picked up along the way. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say one thing that has really kind of kept me on my path is staying true to myself in the sense mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm very honest with myself about what I like, what I dislike, whether it be about a specific role or manager that I might have, um, or whether it's the product itself, right? Like, is this something that gets me out of bed every day? And really thinking about your why as well. When your alarm goes off, you know, every morning, what is it that's, you know, that invisible force that's pulling you out of bed every morning, especially now when I think a lot of us, uh, our desks are rather close to our bed as well. And it can become, you know, very uh, repetitive, right? You're, you're waking up every day and you're like, okay, like, here we go again. It's like Groundhog Day. I think we're all feeling that by now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just really kind of staying true to myself, what I care about, you know, um, like I moved down to San Diego in, in September and it was just something I wanted to do. And um, I really just kept in the forefront of my mind, like, do what makes you happy and, and the rest will follow. So that's really kind of what's been my, I guess you could say, gu guiding light, guiding principle, um, you know, in throughout my entire career at this point. I love that. And I think it's, you know, there's a lot of folks that, that come on here and, and like, you know, really kind of vouch for the better that you're taking care of, the better your life is, the better that you are doing mentally and, and in your yeah. flow, obviously the better you are going to be professionally. You know, those things are, are super tied together. Like if you're not, if your head's not right, it's hard to expect that you're going to come into, into the office, AKA the other part of your apartment uh, yeah. or just slightly away from your bed to your desk, however you have yeah. it set up uh, and do a good job. So I, I think that's so true. Yeah, I, I also, um, you've probably heard this, I, I heard it uh, maybe about a year ago when um, COVID started was that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. You really have to prioritize yourself first. 
um, putting your slack on, you know, a 30 minute break, going outside for a walk, just, just pushing yourself back from, from your computer screen, closing your eyes, meditating, whatever that may be, because um, it's very easy to get burnt out in sales. And it's, it's almost threefold during, you know, COVID, right? Um, so just prioritizing your mental and physical health, um, I, th I think goes, goes a super long way. And I'm very, very thankful that I work for an organization that, 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 you know, meets that value. It's one of the biggest reasons I came back. Um, I need to be in an environment where, um, when I say, Hey, I need a mental health day. I need a wellness day. That's what we call it at Salesforce. You know, I have full support from my management to do that, which, which I do. It's amazing. You know, she said like, Hey, don't be afraid to ask for wellness days. If you need it, take it, you know, this, what we're doing, it is not easy. Um, we're all feeling, yeah. you know, we're a year into COVID. So, so yeah, I feel very supported by that. And, um, again, that's one of the reasons why I came back just that shared value. Yeah, I was, I was curious why, because there was, um, the company that I worked for when I first, uh, graduated, I was there for about five years mm -hmm. and they had that same, they had a culture of people that would leave and they would come back. Yeah. And, um, and I think that says a lot about the type of company you work for, um, and the values that they have. And, and that, that was something I was curious. Is there anything was, is that like the main thing, kind of like that value that, that you share? I was just curious if there's anything else that, uh, in particular, why, why you came back because you, I'm sure you could have gotten hired at thousands of places, but you decided to go back there. Yeah. Um, that was a huge part of it. The shared values, um, right. Trust is another Salesforce value. Um, and feeling like I could be trusted as a remote rep and that I am trusted as a remote rep, um, just really makes me feel good about what I'm doing. Right. I don't feel as if I'm being micromanaged, um, at, at any point, you know, and also specific to Salesforce, right. You know, we have 55,000 employees and an, an embarrassment of resources, quite frankly, you know, whether it's collateral for products or just, you know, people resources, someone to talk to, um, right. And just knowing that that's what I would be coming back to in such a crazy time, um, you know, it was kind of a no brainer because, because kind of like what you said, you know, I, I was talking to other companies right during the, the interview process and I just knew in the back of my head, I was like, I need to go back to Salesforce. Right. Um, so yeah, just sharing that and knowing that I'd be fully supported in whatever life choices I would make, um, you know, really, uh, is, is how I stay asleep at night. Yeah, that's, I think that's super important to have. Um, I'm curious, like, do you, do you sell one product or do you sell the whole fleet there or I, I sell most of it. I sell most of it. Um, two products that, um, I do that are not in my bag are, are MuleSoft and marketing cloud, but yeah, I, I can sell pretty much anything, anything else that we've got, which um, it, just learning the products is a job in and of itself. And I'm very lucky that I had the background that I did being a BDR and an AE at Salesforce. You know, I, yeah. I had all that background foundational knowledge um, that I could sort of lean on when I came back and in a way pick up where I left off. And um, I, I jokingly refer to my, uh, my time in between Salesforce roles as my year abroad, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, leave, you come back, um, everything's kind of the same, but you know, 
you've got a new teacher, there's new people in your class, you kind of, yeah. you know, you're in a different grade, let's call it, right? But um, yeah, I know it, I was really, really happy to come back. It definitely felt like a bit of a homecoming for me, for sure, getting Slack messages from people that I, you know, once was on a team with or on the same floor with, you know, it was just like, oh, like I'm home. So it was such a great feeling. And once you can find that feeling at an organization, um, really kind of stick, get um ingrained in it because yeah. it's 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 invaluable totally and what would you uh, what, what advice would you have i imagine it's hard for someone to come into an organization like salesforce now remote yeah. you know fifty five thousand employees if you don't know people uh you're not going into the office and you can maybe feel like you might get lost in the shuffle so i'm curious like from your point of view is there anything that you'd recommend, like if, if someone started there today, like to really kind of like build up a community internally or with your peers or, or, or otherwise, I don't know if they have programs, but I'm, I'm just, I feel for someone that comes in to such a large company, if you don't know anyone and there's no in-person presence at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is a phenomenal question. And it's fun, and I'm, I'm glad you asked that because uh, a friend of mine who I've known for about four years now actually just recently joined my team. And so I had this oh, exact nice. conversation with him. Um, and I would say one of the biggest things too is, is to really get to know your, your team on a personal level, right? I think most sales teams, I know mine does, you know, we have a, a team Slack channel that is all of us with my manager. And then we have one that's just us, you know, that, that players only kind of a title, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just being friend, like if you are a friendly and outgoing person, which most salespeople are, lean on that, right? Like get to know your people on your team, you know, meet with them on some sort of cadence and understand, you know, them as a person. Um, and in addition to that, like in, join employee resource groups if, you're, if your company offers that. We have a ton at Salesforce, you know, the um, like the w Salesforce Women's Network. We have a bold group. Um, we have like, Asia PAC support groups as well, um, diversity and inclusion groups, LGBTQ allies, all sorts of things. So um, I kind of think of it very similar to going to college, right? You're coming here, you may not really know anyone or just a couple of people, and you have to kind of create your own home within your home for yourself. And so finding, you know, that um, like extracurricular, let's call it, that, that you really love and can enjoy, I think makes the experience all that better. And then, you know, re leveraging people that maybe you don't directly support or that aren't on your team, um, asking your manager for introductions like, hey, um, I'm really curious to learn about like what our financial services vertical does. Maybe you're in a different vertical, um, you know, just curious, like I would love to learn about what they do. Can you connect me to someone there? Because the managers at, at Salesforce are usually promoted from within. Like, you know, you've had Nick Fedotov on here. I've never met him in person, but I've heard his name a thousand times from, yeah. from just uh, friends and colleagues of mine. And so, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It, it's a word of mouth thing. And you just try to get to know people, you know, remotely build a rapport with them. And I think that, you know, that comes with building your brand too. Hey, like yeah. Tom is, is really eager to learn. Right. He wants to understand how we how we do things here um, and leverage them kind of as a mentor down the road when um, when you feel like you've kind of earned that uh, relationship. Yeah, totally. And um, I couldn't I couldn't vouch for Nick Fedotov any more highly. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Um, He's so, great. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm curious, 
for if we kind of take a step back to just like your learning process also as, as a salesperson, I'm yeah. always fascinated by like if there's books, if there's podcasts, if there's resources that people follow that um, have helped them, that they recommend to people that they, I don't know, are interested in even just at this moment. Um, I'm curious if there's been anything like that that has been a spark for you and really any topic, I guess, is fair game. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, so I will admit I'm not a huge book reader. I quite frankly don't really have a great attention span to be able to sit there and just yeah. you know get you know so engrossed in a book. It, it's just not a skill that I have, and I wish I did because I'm very envious of the people that do. Um, but I, I really try to um, you know get books like that are both personal and professional. And when I say personal, I mean things that interest you. It could be nonfiction books. It could be, you know, a, a book about like, I don't know, how to like grow a garden or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have nothing to do with, with your professional career. Um, and so whereas what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, there's books like Challenger Sale. My manager sent us all carry that quota. And so what I try to do to get what I want out of that, you know, book without, you know, getting sick of it in a way is, you know, read like what the chapters are about, find something that like pops out to you and like, just read that chunk of whatever it may be. Right. Because mm -hmm. like, let's face it, you know, books aren't always the most exciting, but they're very helpful. So that's how, kind of how I've found what works for me is to kind of look through, see what's in that book. If there's a couple of things that I want to learn about or that interest me, that's kind of what I read about. And then I'll kind of go back to it and say like, okay, I read about this, this, and this, let me learn about this, this, and this now. And I think it makes it a lot more digestible, you know, little bits of information here and there, rather than just throwing it all at you and doing a brain dump. Um, but in terms of, of learning, um, I really learn by, by doing, <laughs> and yeah. I know that that's kind of like a weird answer to that question, but like, <laughs> you know, for, for a, an example, how to build out a quote for a certain type of thing. Like I would much rather get in there and do it myself and, you know, mess it up a bunch of times rather than having someone try to verbally explain it to me or like write out and explain it because that that's just not how I, I'm going to learn by doing. Um, and I think one of the great things about working at Salesforce is, you know, we drink our own Kool-Aid Right. And so when I'm talking to a, a current customer or a, a prospect, you know, I can really speak to like, hey, this is how I use sales cloud. This is how, yeah. you know, I use Tableau. This is how I create reports and dashboards. Um, and you gain a lot of credibility that way. Um, so I'm a big uh, high quality information in little chunks person and then learn by doing as well. I love it. I love it. Well, there's a million different ways to learn. So yeah, um, yeah. I love yeah. it. There's no one size fits all. Totally. Um, and, and I think even too individually, those, um, the way that you learn changes over time, right? As you, you know, let's say, you know, you grow up, maybe you have a baby, you don't have the time to sit down and dedicate to, you know, whatever it may be. So you have to kind of adapt to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know we're um, getting somewhat close on time. I'm curious, like any other uh, thoughts, tips, uh, last words for, uh, for the folks out there listening that we yeah, didn't get to yet. Absolutely. One thing that I definitely wanted to be sure to share with everyone listening is be memorable. Mm. Right. And I, and I heard that from 
a sales leader a really long time ago. Gosh, I wish I could remember who it was, but be memorable, right? Because the reality is, is companies all over the world are getting hit up by salespeople for everything, right? We're all just out here trying to do our jobs. We're all just trying to make money, pay the bills, put food on the table, clothes on our backs. And so if you can be memorable and whether, like, whether that's your personality, your selling style, what it is you're selling, I, I have found that that goes a lot farther because what I want my customers to think is, oh, hey, like I really need a marketing automation tool. Okay, like let me think about what I know is in this space. Oh, I think Salesforce has something like that. Oh, I know Katie's our account rep. We've talked two times, 200 times, right? And she's already kind of covered that. I remember that. Um, I remember like a value statement that she shared with me. So guess who's going to get that first call? Me, right? right. And so, I, um, or at least I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and so that's really kind of one of my like mantras, right? Just, just be memorable. Um, have, have something you're. How known do you do for. that? Yeah, I, I was just, I was just going to say, have something you're known for, right? Um, I am exactly how I am talking to you on my sales calls. I don't put on like a professional, like a overly professional tone. Um, I love to joke on calls. I, I you know, I, because at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. And, you know, with, with everything being remote, you have to, I, in my opinion, find other ways to let your light shine through the computer screen. Um, and so, yeah, that like for me, it's just being myself, right? Like staying true to yourself, kind of like I talked about being memorable. Um, and providing value, I think those two things go hand in hand as well. I love it. I love it. Katie Thomas, um, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you um, for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor. And, and, and if people want to get in touch, follow in the show and, and reach out and, and connect with you, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Katie M. Thomas. Or you can email me at katiethomas at salesforce.com. It's K-A-T-I-E-T-H-O-M-A-S at salesforce.com. I'm happy to chat with anyone. I love it. And I, I particularly enjoyed that last tip around being memorable because especially, I guess the one last thing I would say on that uh, from my own perspective too, is like you, people have so much shit going on, like mm -hmm. a million different things, you know, yeah. and, and uh, and only a part of that is their job, but they've got their family and they're this and they're that and like everything that's happening right now. Um, and so they don't have a lot of time to be like thinking about, you know, which, you know, which sales rep should I go to for this purchase or, you know, what, yeah. what you know, who, who did I talk to six months ago? Like, so if you don't stick out in their mind for some reason that you did a great job, that you connected, that you were valuable, that you know, you had a personality to you, you got along, all those different things, whatever your unique flair is, um, then when that time comes up, they are going to call someone else and not you. And so yeah. uh, b being able to kind of make that lasting impression uh, is really irreplaceable. Couldn't agree more. And I'm glad you agree too. And hopefully you'll be able to apply that in your day-to-day -day if you're not already. And hopefully you'll get great results out of it. I'm, I'm sure you will. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be working on it. Uh, Katie, <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking out that podcast while you're walking the dog, while you're cooking up your stir fry, while you're at the gym, whatever you're doing. Um, two things. Number one, uh, please head over to uh, Apple and give this show a five-star review. Uh, send that to me on LinkedIn and I'll give you a, a free Starbucks gift card. Would really appreciate it. That's what helps this show to grow. 
should only take you a minute. And second, one more shout out to our sponsors, Gong and Postal. Please give those folks a shout out, hit them up on LinkedIn, check out their websites. Uh, they can do wonders for your business. That's all I got for you today. Peace.